You're listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. For more information, find us on Instagram at Decidedly Podcast. Howdy, y'all. This is a special and, and oddly emotional episode for me. I recorded this the day that I told my business partner company and start my own business. And it was raw. It was literally recorded minutes after the conversation that I had with him. Uh, I sat down with Sean and we, we, we examined the decision-making process. And I felt like if, if I'm going to be here and be authentic with you as listeners and share with you the decision-making tips that I've learned from other people, from from my career and from observing everything that I've seen and observed in the line of work that I'm in, I need to use myself as an example and allow you to learn from the decision-making opportunities that I have in my own life. So I, I sat down in the office with my business partner, and this is a guy that I've known since either day one or day two of my life. And I sat there, I told him, hey man, I, uh, uh, I don't wanna be business partners anymore. We had a conversation about it. I walked down the hallway, sat down with Sean, and this is the results of that. So this was recorded some time ago. We're bringing it to you now. I hope you enjoy it, but more importantly, I hope you learn something from it and can use this to defeat bad decision-making in your own life. As always, I'm Sanger Smith with my dad, Sean Smith, and this is Decidedly. <laughs> So I made a pretty big decision. You made a big decision? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Um, So I made the decision to right in the middle. You got to have a diet coke right now. Okay, ready? This is a- uh, I'm not cutting this. No, go ahead. I didn't want to open, I had to open my diet coke. (laughs) You had to. I did. Had to. I want to hear your big decision. All right. While I have a refreshing beverage. Oh, I'm glad you'll be caffeinated for this. I, I will be caffeinated. Um, caffeinated sounds like a cattle raising term. What? <laughs> what? What did you say? It sounds like a term a rancher would use. Caffeinated? Uh-huh. Hey, we're going to get caffeinated this spring. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> no, I got it. It okay. took me a minute. Oh, all right. I guess I get right. it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Hey, what? I'm all about quantity, not quality. <laughs> on your jokes? On my jokes. I've known that for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to pick one. Fu- a volume shooter, they say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm, um, I made the decision to, to leave, you know, I'm obviously a partner in um, a business and I chose to leave that business and start my own. Okay. And that decision became finalized and, um, you know, we'll probably air this many months down the road from now, but I, I thought, you know, why not talk about that decision? Let's hear it. What, so what, uh, precipitated that? What caused you to even start thinking that you would do that? Cause you were already a partner in a business. Yes. What caused you to think about it? Not what caused you to decide to do it, because you had to think about it. Yeah, the the first time I ever thought about it was um, 
I mean, candidly, out of a, a disagreement that we had okay. on how to deal with money. What do you mean how to deal with money? So there was, um, <clears throat> you know, we had a we had a situation where we just needed, not that the company was in any sort of financial trouble at all or even close to it, but it was, hey, we need um, a short-term infusion, infusion of, of cash. Infusion of okay, cash. And um, the the solution was, well, let's just all kind of cut our pay okay. by, you know, 10% or 20%, whatever it was at the time. Okay. Let's cut our own pay. And now that seems on the surface reasonable. And well, you have different pay. You have different, different pay pays, but, but, you know, 10% for me, 10% for you. We're in good shape. 10% for everybody. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, a disagreement on whether, on on how that went about. You know, I was, my position was, I think we should do a traditional cash call and we should have based on equity ownership. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I'm not sure that anybody had a philosophical disagreement with that point of view, but it seemed like um, we were, you know, I hesitate to say too much because I don't want to talk poorly about any of them when they're not here. And I'm, I'm not intending to do that at all. But there was just a dif- disagreement on on how seriously we should follow what I believe to be the appropriate approach there. Okay, so it sounds like basically you you wanted to take an equity allocation on an infusion of cash. They wanted to do a salary base. And that yeah. Was, that so was it. okay, and that that's that's not that important um, in the grand scheme of things. Okay. In fact, what was interesting about it was that the the dollar amount to me, based on my ownership, was basically identical, regardless of which way right. we did. But it, it. <laughs> but it was it was a sure okay. But it was a philosophical it, it, I didn't approach. know that I didn't know that going into it, and I didn't really care because that wasn't what brought it. Wasn't that I said oh, I should be paying. So why was that such a why was that such a big deal if the the money was about the same? It was just the you didn't like the approach because the way that I looked at it was what if it was much worse. What if it was a lot more stressful situation? What okay. if things were not as good? What if we didn't get along? What if all of these other bad things happened? Mm-hmm. Would we just take a, you know, w- would we kind of... So meander- that concerns you about decision about the decision-making process? I thought the decision-making in that moment was kind of, let's just look to see what's the easiest thing to do, the least disruptive, and uh-huh. do okay. that. Right. Whereas I look at it and said... I would rather make a harder decision now so okay. that we're we don't have to make a really Okay, so that was that was one of the precipitating factors. That was the first thing that ever made me think of it. Okay. Um and pr- prior to that instance I had never thought of it. It okay. had never crossed my mind. Um at that moment that's when I thought of it. What else? What else happened? And so there were a few other scenarios like that, uh, okay. similar um and, you know, it's been, been, you know, the first one happened over a year and a half ago. So it's kind of, you know, the details are a little bit fuzzy to me and I've kind of probably blended. You know, it's, it's one of those things like that quote that says people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you feel, yeah. how they, how you made it yeah. feel. And so my take is that while the details were not important, you felt, you, you felt some way that caused you to question the, whether or not you wanted to be in that partnership. Yeah, it was purely whether, a, whether it was your opinion wasn't valued or there was a philosophical difference in approach and how you wanted to approach either decision making or how those were arrived at. Is that fair enough? Yeah, like at first, you know, I was probably pretty emotionally charged in the in the thinking of, you know, 
in even considering it. And what I mean by that is like, I would imagine that most people who've gone through a, a partnership split, although maybe the ultimate decision wasn't made out of emotion, like the first time you think about it is probably emotion. In the same way that like think firing uh, an employee is really emotionally charged. Yeah. It shouldn't be the the actual act shouldn't be emotionally charged, no, right? No, if you're firing someone out of anger, that's not good. But the first time you ever think about firing someone, you're going to have emotions because you don't want to be doing that. Well, I yeah, I mean your your emotions are pretty much a poor decision-making framework. Yeah. And so you need to really get out of that high emotional state, whether it's a high energized, angry or high uh, low state, something like that. And, and so I think you'd want to make sure that you're out of that kind of state either way. Yeah. And I, I did. I, I, I had to really be careful with that because and that was a challenge. Like I knew that I knew, hey, you know what? Just leaving because I'm frustrated is probably not a good idea. Um, I can't <laughs> leave because I'm mad. Um, and well, but here's, what's interesting though, you could, because you brought up, uh, employee, you know, yeah. uh, severing a relationship with employee, firing an employee, you shouldn't do that, uh, at, at emotion. I, and I agree with that. I remember somebody told me one time that the, the best time to fire somebody is the first time you think about it. Yeah. And, and you know, and I always go back to that and that while that may not be technically true, it always seems right afterwards because it's it's that event that causes you to think about it and so that's what's important about that event is that that's the driving factor in the decision making but it causes you to then reflect on oh what are the reasons is this a good fit and so i'm I'm guessing that was the the triggering event for you yeah that was exactly what what happened was you know that wasn't the main reason a year and a half ago and why i ended up making the decision last week that you know but that's what caused the first thought. And then it became harder to ignore other things. So, uh, you know, similar to an employee, it's like, you know, you know, I'm going to fire John because he was, you know, he underperformed or he lied to me or he did this or what. Right. Well, then every other little thing that John does is going to be under the microscope of. So, so when you, when you look at, so that was an event, there were other events, I'm guessing that caused you to then reevaluate. How did you come to the decision then to, to do it? Yeah, when it was, did you decide? It was really hard. You know, I mean, when I first started thinking about it, um, I didn't, I, I remember sharing with a close group of friends, um, that I, I felt could, you know, maintain that confidence uh, or confidentiality. Uh And I shared it with them as soon as I felt it. And I remember what I said. And I said, I'm mad that I feel this way. Like I'm mad because I'm disappointed. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to even be thinking about this. I don't want to be thinking about this. But now I like can't stop myself from thinking this. And the longer it went, like the more I would think about it. and the the less emotional it got over time mm-hmm. um as far as my emotions towards other people but right. the more emotional i got with my emotions about the situation where i'm like man i really am just di- very disappointed like you said and so in order for me to get to a decision i felt like i had to go all the way through i had to no longer feel those emotions or at least um i think it started with wanting to not feel them but I had to work through 
fully understanding those emotions and like reconciling with them. So I knew that I wasn't going to leave as long as I was upset with a partner because that wouldn't be helpful. And I wasn't going to leave as long as I felt this sort of disappointment around the feeling in the first place, because then I felt unsure. It was like, well, what, what do I logically think if I can remove this emotion? So Mm -hmm. although I don't want to be questioning the partnership, I am. So now let me actually think it through because as long as I was caught up on feeling disappointed in, in thinking that way, I wasn't allowing myself to actually think it through. Right. Yeah. It I, was, I was, I was actually allowing myself to discount the severity of the decision, thus not make a decision. Right. So I was able to say, well, I'm disappointed. Therefore, I don't, I don't want this to be true. So oh, I'm going to ignore it. Did, did you find that maybe you went through some of the stages of grief? Because it, 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 you're losing a relationship when you when you take a partnership and you sever it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're losing a relationship. No, I think I probably didn't. I definitely did not think of it that clearly going through it. But I can see that looking back, yeah, for sure. Where you're like angry. Yeah, it was you know, obviously you, you I was really upset it. first. Uh, yeah, and and then there was definitely denial in there. I don't know the stages of grief, um, yeah. not like the back of my hand or anything, but. Um, you know, I didn't get to like a place of real acceptance until I really like knew that I was going to make the decision. Well, I, I, Once I, it actually in my mind, I told myself, I made a commitment to myself. I said, I'm going to tell my partners on this day. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's really interesting. I, I, I had that same experience. I, I can kind of relate to what you, what you just talked about when, uh, when I was getting into the business and, and I was in a sales position early on, I had a sales manager say, hey, there's times when you're going to want to quit. Yeah. Um, he said, never quit when you're having a down day. Yeah. You know, always quit after you've made a big sale, yeah. right? Because then you'll know it was the right decision. Then it will be a rational decision if you just quit when you're down. So like what you were talking about, if you quit, you know, quit after you've had a, a philosophical disagreement with a partner or, yeah. you know, some, a decision didn't go your way or you know, something like that. You know, you're, you're probably not making a rational decision. And that that actually makes me a lot more comfortable with it because this is our best year ever. You know, we're yeah. smashing our goals, right? Um, making more money than ever. Like things are going pretty smoothly. Um, it's just there's a lot of positive things. There's a lot of problems that we had with management of the business, or, or should I really say, like operating the business that aren't there anymore. Um, not like sharp, real big problems, but you know, just issues sure. we had. So we've like conquered a lot of things together. And so what made you, and I, I can relate to the fact that when, you know, once you've decided to do it, then, uh, it, it's hard to get out of your head. I remember when I looked at, uh, selling my business and I thought about it, uh, I could never not know I was going to do that. And yeah. so it began to color decisions that I would make that, may not have been the same decisions I would have made if I hadn't known I was going to sell my business. Yeah. And so then you, then you have to just push yourself forward to say, okay, now I've got to set a time frame. Yeah. Uh, because once you can't it, unknow it. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like once it, once it became to the, to the, there was a point in time where it started to come into my head as I was making what should have been unrelated decisions or, or other decisions. Right. Right. They color at all. And I'm going, 
um, you know, if I wasn't going to leave, I would do this. But if I am going to leave, I would do this instead. And once I started thinking that way, I was like, well, now I have to. Yeah, you I can't stay in that in that state very long because you're you're not going to be making quality decisions. I don't think it's ethical either to to do that. Well, it's it's not it's not in anybody's best interest no. to be in that state. It, you're not making decisions that are helping your team because you're thinking, well, if I'm going to leave, I'm going to do something different, or what would I do here? And and you have to re- it really puts you in a in a place that challenges your integrity, and you I don't think that's a good place to be. No, it w- I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um, so you you want to travel through that through that space very quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's unavoidable. So you have to decide, then you have to act. And so there is going to be this unavoidable period of time, but that can't drag on. No. No, I tried to make that as short as possible. Right. It's just like any any relationship. If you knew you were going to uh, end a relationship with somebody on a personal level, you can't just let that carry on with you yeah. knowing you're going to end that relationship. You're not going to be treating them, you know, with with the honor they deserve. Yeah, no, you're totally right. So, um, it's interesting, you know, we talk a lot about decision making and I, you know, I feel like that's what I do every day with clients is help them make better decisions. It was, this is probably the most significant. Did you, did you have a framework that you went through that caused you to say, oh, you know, like a, you know, a franklin t here, here are the pros and cons of staying yeah i mean i, I going or did, how did you go about i it? feel like i really did every single possible one i mean you got you got mentors yeah you I, went with your your business group and you shared that so you got some well counsel. I, there's also a difference in mentors and um and counsel it, because you know i i go to to my counsel group um really almost exclusively to be able to talk it through out loud. Right. And not because I wanted them to give me advice. Right. Because sometimes they'll give really not good advice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I know that I actually want to talk to them because they're not going to give me advice. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that that's tricky. You know, it's like did you every, find some of them trying to give you advice on it? No, oh, no, okay, no, okay. no. And I know that they won't. Okay. That's why I talk to them. Right, um, is because they'll listen, and 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 help me understand. So tell me about the value of having that discussion without getting the advice. Though. Yeah. So the someone who's going to give advice, like, and this is actually really kind of a struggle for us as advisors does um, it is in the name it's yeah. our job yeah. so in, when when i think about advice giving advice entangles a relationship that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it makes the relationship better or worse it just means that it's in this weird space where there's a lot of things that can go wrong okay so if i give you advice and you don't take it then you know, what am I going to think about you if you keep having the same problem you came to me for when you had that advice? Right. So you're telling me that you've got an employee that just bugging the crap out of you. And I said, well, I have shit, fire them. Right. You know, and you don't. Well, then next time you complain about it, I'm just going to think you're stupid. Right. Um, the opposite's true. What if I tell you, you take my advice, you fire that employee, and then your sales go down? Well, are you blaming yourself? No, you're blaming no, me. No, I'm going to blame you. Yeah, because right. I told you to do it. Um, it. So 
it can also change because of that risk that I have and that you have when I give you advice, it may change how, you, how and what you share with me, right? You may not fully share all the details or all of the feelings associated with this event because you know advice is coming, right? right. So if you know advice is coming and that advice might be harmful to your ego, you might color it slight the situation slightly differently as to avoid the advice that would make you uncomfortable so inst- you're telling me that this employee is bothering you because they won't do what you tell them, you know whatever they won't meet their sales goals whatever it is but you're also not telling me that you've you know broken several promises to them on the the promotions that you would give them you haven't sought out additional training for them outside of the, the company that you're worried that you're not a good leader yeah that you're insecure about yourself as a leader that you're also having money problems right. with the, you whatever right. you know and so because you're not sharing those it may oversimplify the situation and cause me to say oh yeah just fire them when if you told me everything the advice might be well hey maybe you actually need to you need to yeah, you, need you need to, to either, promote them you need and get to them promote in a system. Them and you, you actually need to get away. <laughs> you need to, you've got some issues. Yeah, you're the problem. So I'm, awesome. I'm interested more more about the the, the framework when you 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 had a triggering event that caused you to want to think about that. Yeah, and that's with any decision is that there's a trigger. There's event. a triggering event. There's a space between that stimulus and uh-huh. response. The you cleverly wanted to get yourself out of a high emotional state. Seek counsel. Oh, so what I was saying is there's a difference between counsel and like a mentor. Right. So, you know, the people in, in that counsel, some of them have had partnerships that have gone through separations. Some of them haven't. So I can't be mentored by someone who hasn't gone through what I want them or what I'm seeking advice on. They're not going to have personal experience. They're not going to have personal experience. Right. Um, also, the, like the way I think about a mentor there are very very few people that are eligible to be a mentor for anyone. Because if I'm looking for a mentor, I want someone who I respect um, in all aspects of their life. Right. Okay. So I don't just want to be, like if I want to be a better financial advisor, um, there are a lot of financial advisors who I can learn something from, but there aren't a lot that I can learn something from about being a man or a father or a business owner or a leader or just a good person. Um, Although there are a lot that could teach me something on being a financial advisor. Right. So that is to say that like the list of mentors is low and that's not to say anything bad about the people in my kind of group of counsel, so to speak, but I don't approach them for mentorship. Right. I do think it's important for everybody to have a mentor, but that mentor may not have ever been through, may not have gone through every single situation that I'm going to face. Um. So I I didn't really get much advice uh, throughout this process. Um, what I was seeking for when I shared what I was feeling with other people is mostly I was seeking validation, I would say, that I'm not being irrational in thinking about it. Right. Whether, Am I being stupid? Is, yeah, this, well, is this a horrible idea? And, and honestly, that was like, that took the longest time to overcome. Was it the math of it, or you no. just you, you just it, the, the fear? Math, the, was it the fear yeah. of the decision? No, it wasn't either of those. It was so the the math in this case is actually super super easy. Like okay. it's not gonna financially harm anybody. 
Um, nobody's there's not an opportunity for someone to come out ahead. Right. It's just it's very clean and simple. Okay. Um, it wasn't about the money, and I, I really like to um. I like to not have things be about the money. So I'm sure I could have dug and figured out how to make it about the money, you know, and no matter what partnership, business partnership, you could make it about the money if you wanted. I really don't like operating that way. So I just didn't, it didn't really factor in. I knew enough to know that it wasn't substantially damaging to either party. Okay. But the opportunity to potentially improve things for myself financially was not really even top five. When you, when you went through the process of the decision-making, you, you know, I, I'd asked you what decision-making framework and you, you said, I think I've done all of them. Was, was there one that you found the most helpful outside of the mentor and wise counsel part of the decision-making? Did you find, and it and apparently wasn't about the, it wasn't a math decision. Did you find any of the decision-making framework or exercises the most helpful or were some the least helpful? So remember when we talked to Celeste mm-hmm. and she talked about um, having what she referred to, I believe, as alignment of three different areas. Yeah. So like what she knows to be true, um, like logically, mm-hmm. what she um, is intuitively like called towards. And then what she feels, right? And that's how she would make decisions. And so for me, it was like, I think that coming up with the, um, that I was intuitively called first. There's something in your gut. Yeah, right. Because otherwise I wouldn't have thought of it ever, right? right. So it was the fact that it even became a a conscious thought at all was that's intuitive, Right. Right. And so the longer that that thought lingered, the more it clear it became that that was what that part of me was deciding. Okay. Um, then as I examined like my feelings, like, okay, well, I feel at the beginning, it was mostly like negative feelings about staying. So I started to think about, well, what if I decide to stay, how do I feel? And I did not feel good. You know, I felt um, it made me feel frustrated. It made me feel like hopeless. It it made me feel this like loss of control. And so I had to start to think, well, what, now what do I feel when I leave? And it was mostly positive emotions. It wasn't negative emotions. So I go, well, then now what's holding me back? If my intuition is saying to leave and my feelings, I can only associate positive feelings with leaving. Right. Why have I not made a decision? And it was that that thinking, the cognitive side, the cognitive side. Okay. and it was well. I don't know that it's the right decision, and part of that is just my brain. Right? Can, I wanna... you, can you ever know that it's the right decision, or did you find that you could, or did you find that that was unknowable? For for well, I think that you can't know, but I had to. You'll you'll know in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, yep. you know, I think that you, you won't know what it would look like. Had you yeah, not, you'll yeah. never know what the opportunity cost really was. Um, so I, I think that actually I was mistaken for a large part of the decision process. What do you mean? Because I was seeking to know. Oh, you, you were seeking that unknowable answer. Yes. Okay. And that's not possible. Right. You know, I wanted 
God himself to come down and say, you are correct. This is So the there's some data points you can get that can get you closer. I don't think you could, you know, because you're a high fact finder. You know, in other words, there's always more information you can get, right? Well, but I think you can get some data points and begin to point towards the right knowing answer. Though. So if it was about the money, if it was, hmm, what's more financially rewarding for me to stay or to go? That would have taken me five minutes. You know, reasonably speaking, it would have taken me a weekend, you know, because I just look at enough spreadsheets and enough numbers. And then the answer is what the answer is. And I now I know. Um, because it was if, not, if it was about that, the, but yeah, the, the math, but since it wasn't, so I had to figure out like, what was it about? Um, and ultimately for me, I think it was about values. Okay. So, but it took me a while to understand that, which yeah, is, right. which is, you know, I, I think ironic because when I guide other people through decisions, you know, it's really easy for me to see and go, Hey man, like, this is a value <laughs> issue. Yeah, right. Um, but it's hard to see. So did, did you find that it was an issue of just different values uh, rather than values in conflict? Uh, it was uh, it was both like, um, well, it was these two things. I don't know if I'm answering the right. question exactly right, right, but it was on one hand, I do think that we have different values. I mean, meaning me and my former partners. Um. Now, anyone that we're in a partnership with, like, they, we don't have to, you don't have to have the exact same values. No, um, no. Generally speaking, you should have similar values, right? Like, you wouldn't marry someone with the opposite values. Right, that would not be a good It would not be working. <laughs> but you're, you're unlikely to find anyone who has the exact same, you know, top five values. Sure, but you. if there's two or three that overlap, that's yeah. a good start. Or, you right? know, maybe they're, they're just semantically different. Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, I, I think that ours are different uh-huh. and that became, it, it, it became easier to see as time went on as I evaluated decisions and sure. outcomes through like, like ah, that's why they're making this decision yeah. because they're valuing X. Yeah. That's why I'm frustrated at this, but nobody else is <laughs> right. Right. Or they're frustrated. That's the, with, you know, that's the, the, the opposite is true though, is that is sometimes it would be, you know, I'm the person who's cause it was the source You're of frustration the yeah, i'm the sometimes. asshole here yeah. um but i don't see it because you know i'm going you're making a value based i'm making a values based decision the right thing yeah. so it was as much of that as it was me having to reconcile with the fact that i was not going to be able to um fulfill my values with that dynamic right I think it's interesting when you look at businesses that are run that way. I think that, you know, you, you want to have a business that's run on a set of values corporately, right? This yeah. is our business. This is what we believe in. But it's important to know the individual decision makers values, too, because you want to know if those are the same. Yeah. Right. And, and it's going to be rare in a situation like yours. Uh, when, when I had a business my business's values were my personal values because they were one and the same. Yeah. So when you have business partners, you could conceivably have business values that don't have a hundred percent overlap with each of the partners' individual values. Yeah. Well, you're guaranteed yeah. to have that. And and that know. can create a dynamic that makes decision making challenging mm-hmm. and can even create some conflict sometimes. Uh yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that you would struggle to be a Patagonia executive who didn't care about the environment. Right. right. It's going to be tough for you. Right, right. 
Um, you know, I don't know what their corporate values are, yeah. but you got to at least have that one. Mm-hmm. And the more that I ha- think about it, I think for companies, um, it's companies have to align themselves to their values just like people do. Right. You know, I as an individual have to align myself to my personal values to achieve fulfillment, significance, um, and and alignment, like in all areas of life, financially is what I spend a lot of time on, but even discounting money, just to live a good life, I have to align my values with my actions. But the more I think about it with respect to companies, I think it's more important to have one. Um, there has to be a clear one that, that supersedes all others. I mean, a clear leading value? Clear leading value. An initiating value. Yeah. Because in your own personal life, you can have five values or three values equal, equally weighted. Um, the opportunity for them to like, conflict is, is low. Right. Uh, it, it exists, but it's lower than if you and I are business partners and we have this set of values over here. Mm-hmm. Now, you have, four of them are on your list and four of them are on my personal list. Right. Right. So that means one of mine is not on yours and one of yours is not on mine. Well, when it comes a decision that's different, I can I can justify it based on one of our values, and you can make the opposite. Yeah, we're we're still both gonna we can be on the opposite ends of one issue. We're both still gonna be able to justify it with our values, but you're gonna wonder why I'm more drawn towards this, and I'm gonna wonder why you're more drawn towards that. But it's because that uncommon personal value is mine. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think you know when you look at having an initiating value on a company. That's their their sort of guiding principle, I guess, would be singular. I think that's the yeah, and I like that. having a, obviously having a vision is you know important, but I would say that there's got to be a value embedded yeah. in that vision. So and and so like the example of Patagonia, I don't right. exactly know what their what their vision statement is, but it's you know it's but something you know what their values are. <laughs> it's something yeah. along the lines of. Um, their you know their vision statement what is that to to like make the world a better not make the world a better place that's too simple um it's like make the planet healthier or something it it's very you know eco driven and so that's clearly their leading value now do they care about relationships do they care about you know integrity yeah probably also but that's number 1 and that one's obvious right so yeah, I'm sure you've heard the example when you know you're wrestling between oh uh, do no harm yeah do no harm something like that yeah. um so anyway I think it, it, anyway I was I was saying when you when you look at wrestling with a decision like that I'm sure you've heard that example uh you, you flip a coin and you say all right heads I'm staying tails I'm going you flip it and you know in the air and as it's in the air you'll instantly know what the answer should be. Right. You, you go, oh, wait, I want it to be heads, or I, I hope it's not tails. And have you found that after communicating the decision, you know, you made the decision to decide, you analyzed it, you got counsel, you went through that process, you communicated that that decision to sort of put some finality to that and get out of that space that we were talking about between deciding and acting. Did you find that you felt differently after communicating it? Oh, yeah. Because a lot of my like fears of communicating it um, were what I perceived to be the worst case scenario as far as how it would be received. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't that I 
it, it got to a point where I was not really hesitant about making the decision. I was hesitant about telling my which, partner. Which <laughs> yeah. I was hesitant about that. I wasn't hesitant about leaving the partnership. I was hesitant about having to say that I was leaving Going the partnership. Going through that problem. Yeah. And I mean, fortunately, it was received very positively, probably because they want me gone. Um, just, as, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, who who wouldn't want me out of here? Um, but it was not received. You you know, like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to receive that poorly, sure, yeah. and, and that's not at all what happened. It was so kind and loving and respectful, right. and um, you know, honest and and high integrity and everything positive I could say about it. Right. So that really made it a lot easier for me. Well, it, it probably helped confirm uh, that it was the right decision because you're dealing with, you know, people who are dealing with integrity. Well, I don't ethics. know if they reacted really negatively. Well, I mean, obviously, if they, if they had been cr crummy about it, that would have helped that you know. It more. It actually made it right. a little bit worse. But you, but you know that you were not doing it because they were... Uh, bad people who acted unethically, course, yeah. right? You see what I mean? You, you knew that you were making a decision. You were going to something yeah. for different reasons. You weren't saying, oh, I have a problem here. This is bad and I got to get out. You were going for different reasons, which you had already identified. I'm well, sure. what I would say is that it, it's if the, if the positive response had made me like rethink it, then I would, or even be hesitant. Well, but what I'm, what I'm well, saying is you weren't, you, you weren't saying, oh, I don't like this person and now, gee, they're acting nice to me. Maybe I need yeah, to reevaluate. Yeah, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if I had shared it and it was received harshly or negatively, if there was any sort of negativity, then obviously that would have only emboldened me. Yeah. It would have only made me feel more comfortable. The fact that it was received far more positively than I could have imagined, and that also didn't make me even slightly rethink it at all. That's what made me know that I made the right decision. Well, that's good. Because if it was received positively and then I thought to myself, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> because that came up. What am I mean, doing? Yeah. yeah, it came up. I mean, of course, of course it came up. Yeah. It was like, well, what, you know, what about this instead? What about this? Could we do it this way? Could we sure. restructure? Looking, we looking for ways to, to. And there was, there was nothing. Solution. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was unwilling to hear it. You know, right. I was like. I mean, sure, you can share that with me, and I would hear it and go, yeah, no. Well, and, and that's the danger mind. sometimes about making decisions where it is about the money. Uh, that you you go in and say, well, I'm I'm going to make a, I'm going to separate from this partnership, and they say, well, what if we threw some more money at you? And you go, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, that's probably a tough way to go through life. It, you know, uh, a lot of people do it. People do it. Yeah. I can't imagine that that's a happy way to go through life. No, but a lot of people are not happy. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people do that. Yeah. I mean, I can yeah, I yeah. lots of people make purely numbers-based decisions, uh -huh. and purely money-based decisions. And no, I can't imagine yeah. that. Well, there's no end to that though. I mean, there's no there's no end game. Yeah. You never have enough. No. Um there was a a poet who and, and I wish I knew this off the top of my head. He wrote about like what he dreamed of having. Um, and essentially what he came to, like after talking to rich people and this and that, is he, he wanted to simply have enough. And what he meant what he meant by that was like not there wasn't enough wasn't a measurable amount. 
it was an attitude of saying, yeah, right. this is enough. Like yeah. the friends I have are enough. Yeah. The family I have is enough. The house I have is enough. And, um, you know, that's like a really Zen way to be every day. The amount of money you need is enough. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I'm glad that I wasn't tempted to, uh, think any differently because when it came to the money it was like yeah no i I have enough you know and that's not because i've got millions and millions of dollars that's because i just didn't want to think that way yeah i'm glad you shared that that's good thanks so did i mess up is a bad decision i think you really screwed the pooch (laughs) i should have talked to you before (laughs) (laughs) no thanks for sharing that's a that's a that's good Thanks for listening to this episode of Decidedly. I hope you learned something. I know I did. If you thought our show was five-star worthy, please check us out on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It really helps out a lot, helps people find our community and defeat bad decision-making in their own lives. Check us out at decidedlypodcast.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Decidedly Podcast. Until next time, I'm Sanger Smith with Sean Smith. This is decidedly insights advice and comments provided by sean smith singer smith and speakers identified as part of the decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations speakers who are not identified as members of decidedly are expressing their own opinion and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the decidedly team this podcast is produced solely for informational purposes not personalized advice